Excuse me? <laughs> what about our song? My what costume? My costume, my hair, the lights, the fucking smoke <laughs> machine. The fucking glitter bomb that I throw at the end of the performance? The kabuki? How are you doing this evening, Mariah? I, I've i been better. Yeah. I feel like that could go for both of us at the moment. Yeah. I really had um, I had a really good day until uh, the end of it, and then it just turned to, like, absolute garbage. But I'm reclaiming my joy. We're reclaiming our joy. Yeah. I'm going to have a good time. I'm determined. There's a lot of great moments that we're going to talk about in this podcast. Yes. Some other moments that aren't so great, but... Yeah. Today we are doing the 2007 classic High School Musical 2. And the crowd goes wild. What time is it? Oh, no. Wait, what's the... (laughs) Oh, Wildcats, get your head in the game. No, what am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. Is there another (laughs) phrase they have where it's like Wildcats? Oh, what team? Wildcats. Yes, Yes. that's what I was looking for. There we go. It's usually what team? Wildcats. Wildcats, get your head in the game. Yeah. Is the full extended extended phrase i think today's movie is way more nuanced than we thought it was when we first started watching it yes yeah there's a lot of moments a lot of themes uh one being Mm -hmm. camp okay yes sharpay evans correct me if i'm wrong sharpay evans is camp embodied 100 percent. yes i feel like this episode is going to be kind of controversial because high school musical 2 is the most beloved worldwide oh wow. of the trilogy and i don't feel like we're coming in with that energy at least i'm not because it's my least favorite it's like <laughs> i gotta be honest it definitely is one i've seen the most probably because i owned a copy of the dvd but i will say that i don't think of it as like my favorite yeah this movie is really something i remember the first time i watched it it was a traumatic experience for me Mm -hmm. because i loved high school musical with a passion as you may know from our last high school musical episode and when this movie was premiering on the disney channel i begged my mother i was like please Mom, we only have one TV with one cable box. There is no streaming. We live in Singapore, so the DVD will not be readily available for many, many months. I need to watch this when it premieres on the Disney Channel. I'm begging you. And my mom, who basically controlled the remote growing up, was like, fine, I'll let you watch it, but you have to bake cookies for everybody. And I was like, sold, deal, love it. Little did you know. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm baking cookies, but I have to do it while watching the movie, and our kitchen was in a different room, so I'm constantly like running back and forth from the kitchen trying to watch this movie Mm -hmm. which like my mom is not impressed with and i ended up like missing most of the movie because i was baking these cookies and i think that's why it has like a slight sour taste in my mouth dude that sounds like horrendous to me yeah yeah it was like so important to me and my first viewing of it was like not what it should have been so i think that's why it doesn't like hold the same love in my heart yeah. My mom would also like change the channel during the commercial breaks, which drove me absolutely insane. So I was like, I cannot miss a <laughs> second of Troy and Gabriella on screen. I cannot miss a second. So I think that's what I love the most yeah. about streaming, especially like mm-hmm. um, Netflix and Disney Plus because Hulu does have ads, but just like no ads, bro. Yeah. It's like yeah. a godsend. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that High School Musical 2 
I realized watching it again that Troy just holds everything together. Like the plot totally fixates on him because I Mm. think that people tend to think like, oh, Troy and Gabriella, but it really is Troy's story. Absolutely. I think we talked about this in the last episode, but all of Troy's solo songs throughout the trilogy are like him and like conflict with himself. Like internal internal conflict. conflict, Totally. Whereas Gabriella's solo songs are always about her relationship with Troy. Yeah. And I, I do think it really is like his story throughout. I feel like we get the most insight into his emotional life out of all the characters. And I mean, without Troy, none of this would have happened. None of it. Not yeah. a one. Another, like, a, a layer. I would say as we were watching, mm-hmm. we uncovered this layer, High School Musical 2. And that is just the class warfare. It's like the elites versus yeah. the proletariat. Yeah, I really didn't expect it <laughs> Rewatching it. Yeah. I guess I haven't seen it in a long time. But I was like, wow, this is actually, like, pretty bold for Disney. Yeah, it's some pretty nuanced undertones that you would never pick up as a teen, as a young teen, a tween, if you will, watching the movie. Why would you think Mm -hmm. that there was like a class issue between or even a race issue between different characters? Yeah, I feel like Kenny Ortega is very good at the subtle agenda is the wrong word, but like the subtle socio-political nuances, like especially with Ryan's character who like he has talked about now how him and Lucas discussed that Ryan was most likely gay and like closeted. And I feel like that shines through. I remember as a kid, like, yeah, that character is probably gay. The signaling is there. Yeah, I think Kenny likes to layer things in. He likes to show and not tell. Yeah, Kenny, you smart, smart man. Should we just jump shot right in? Yeah. You know what? Let's not be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. Ooh. Ooh-wee. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so opening of the second installment of the trilogy. We have shots of East High, an empty basketball court, an empty theater, if you will. We get this absolutely booty hole graphic design (laughs) word art logo that says High School Musical. And you would think that after the success of the first movie, they could get a half decent graphic designer, but I guess they chose not to. They chose that. So they're in Miss Darbus' homeroom class. Miss Darbus is just babbling, babbling on while everyone is falling asleep. Um, she hasn't changed a bit. And the class only starts paying attention when she says the word summer. And Zeke is just for visuals, right? Zeke is sitting on Darbus' stage in a dunce cap. We never find it's out never why. Yeah. yeah. And Troy turns around to um, Chad and he's like, dude, Miss Darbus has snapped her cap. And everyone is just staring at the clock behind Miss Darbus and counting down the seconds. And the clock gets bigger and bigger. There's like a natural realism element in here. (laughs) A lot of devices just coursing through the veins of this film. That Kenny, one smart cookie. Yeah, one step ahead of us, really. And they're all just like, summer. Summer, summer, summer. Woo! 
<laughs> and they throw all of the stuff onto the floor for the poor janitor to clean up later that evening. Yeah, we get the first song in the movie. What time is it? Mm-hmm. This song is iconic. I'm not going to lie. It is a bop and a half. Yeah, it is probably the most popular quote from High School Musical. What time is it? You know. You know, summertime. <laughs> I've, I've just heard that so many times. Yeah. I was thinking of this this other verse where it's like, what time is it? Party time. It's closed out. It's mm. Yeah, but... It is summertime is the one that people say. It's also just a huge number with elaborate choreography. And it's like this huge opening sequence. And I remember seeing the first, the the one with all the commentary that they would play on Disney Channel. And Kenny Ortega Mm -hmm. was like, we really wanted this giant musical scene opening up like the second film. We really wanted to start off with a bang. And I'm like, success. Yeah, you did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a stunning opener. I remember being in love with Gabriella's outfit in this song, like the white capri pants with like the white vest top with like the pink tank top underneath Mm -hmm. and like her cute little bob haircut. I think I cut my hair like short after seeing this movie because I was like, I must be like Gabriella. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Gabriella is a ballet flat bitch. I don't think I've ever seen her in not ballet flats. Except when she's barefoot as a lifeguard. The number also has a lot of basketballography. You get a little taste of Troy with the ball, which I love. And you can already tell that they had a bigger budget. Yeah, tons of extras. So many. Yeah, they change locations a lot throughout the song. It's great. So after the song, they're walking down the hallway and Troy is talking about how he needs a summer job to start saving up for college. Yeah, very boring stuff. And he talks to Chad because Chad is his best friend. He's like, I'm very poor. And Chad is like, my parents are going to match me on a car so I can take that little hottie on a proper date. Talking about Taylor McKessie, his girlfriend. (laughs) And I was just like... Chad, your bro, like your dog, your homie, is trying to tell you about his financial woes. And you're just like, I'm trying to fucking (laughs) hide hard. I'm trying to have some car sex. Oh, my gosh. So then Sharpay stops Gabrielle in the hallway and she's like, oh, my God, I know that you move every summer. And like, what a shame that this is goodbye. And Gabrielle is like, oh, don't worry. Like, my mom's company won't move her again until I graduate. And also, thanks so much for all the help on the winter musicale. Gabriella Montez is a passive aggressive person and no one talks about it. Yeah. She definitely fires off some quips to Sharpay throughout this saga. Totally. There's also like a huge continuity error that I always notice here and it makes me so mad. So in the first movie... It's the spring musicale because, you know, it all takes place after New Year's Eve. It's the spring semester. And here she calls it the winter musicale. And since, like, Gabriella supposedly moves every summer, it's implied that this movie takes place, like, the year when she got to East High because otherwise Sharpay would have talked about her moving, like, the summer prior. So they're, like, rewriting history. They're rewriting the timeline and saying that, like, Gabriella was there from the start of the school year, but she was not. She got there second semester. Yeah, it doesn't make any any sense yeah i'm like you could have just set this a year later it would have been fine yeah they wanted to keep them the same age i guess alas they walk along they're in the hallway taylor gabriella martha they're all like we want summer jobs but we keep getting beat out by college kids and kelsey walks up to them too and she's like i'm also unemployed sucks and i can't take anything she says seriously 
<laughs> At this point, I consider stopping the entire film altogether because she's in mm-hmm. a pink newsboy cap, pink and green striped shirt, a gray vest, a green and blue like plaid Bermuda shorts, orange socks, and pink converse. Bro. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. It makes me so mad. The outfits that she wears in this movie are insane. They're atrocious. They're so atrocious. It's I mind-blowing to me that they were like, they went to the costume designer and they said, we need you to make Kelsey look like someone that would get severely bullied in school. Mm. And they just ran with that yeah. idea. I did read that apparently between her and Ryan, they wear like 13 different hats throughout this, what, like hour, 20-minute movie? I think this is hour an hour 50, actually. It's a bit longer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. Damn. Yeah, so the hats almost make sense now. Yeah. They're so bad. (laughs) There's so many. Yeah. Yes. So as they're walking down the hallway, you know, Gabriella meets up with Troy, or rather Troy meets up with her at her locker, and everyone should know this scene because it's a very, very popular meme that's going around lately. And they're, like, talking about the summer jobs, and Troy is like, as long as we're together, it's cool. And then he takes out. The rhinestone tea necklace. And you probably got it from Claire's. 100%. Gabriella's like, tea is in Troy. And he's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> and what people don't know is that in the meme when it's like, tea is in Troy, and then it's like, no, tea is in like, transgender lives are important or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. He actually, it's, it is for Troy. It's not for anything else. Like, he just is he like. He just says, uh, yeah. Yes. Zac Efron is a himbo. Which, if you didn't know, is a male bimbo. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was watching his new show on Netflix. You know, he has, like, the travel show. Mm, yeah. He is just, like, so... He's like a brick. Aww. He doesn't even talk that much. It's almost like he's, like, there and they're like, Okay, Zaki, you're going in front of the camera now. Ready? You're going to talk like you like the food. And he's like, okay. And he just says, like, short, tiny things. And you're like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you all right, man? Oh, I know. Sweet boy. Is he is he bleach blonde now? Did I make that up in my head? No, he went blonde for a role, I believe, but he is a brown haired man now. Gotcha. I really want you to watch this scene between him and Anna Kendrick. She comes on as like a little guest Mm. thing and she literally like comes up to him. It's like, hi, Zach. How are you? I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So you talk to a child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. So there is a really sweet moment, though, as he gives her the necklace and she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm in high school. I have a boyfriend. He puts a necklace on her and they're about to kiss when, of course, some random kid who doesn't look their age at all. He looks like he's from middle school, comes up to them. Yeah, some like little dweeb. Oh, yeah. And shoves his yearbook in Troy's face so that he could sign it, um, which he does. And then Troy... Gabriella and company, all the other wildcats walk down the hallway talking about all the summer fun they're going to have. Meanwhile, Sharpay stops Kelsey in the hallway and decides to hire her to work at her country club this summer as her and Ryan's rehearsal pianist. And Kelsey's like, yeah, I'll do it, which is surprising because she seems to hate Sharpay, but I guess you got to pay the bills. So Sharpay then tells Ryan that like, she has a mission this summer and it is to get Troy. She's like, I see it. I like it. I want it. I must have it. And 
that is her priority this summer. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that uh, Troy and Gabriella are still together. And Sharpay says the iconic line, but it's summer, Rye. Everything changes. Yeah. I'm surprised that they just let go of all the animosity that happened between Kelsey and Sharpay from the last movie. They're basically like, mm. yeah, eh, whatever. Throw it away. Yeah. They're like, we have yeah. a contract. You have to be in the next movie. <laughs> The next scene is straight to the Bolton house where the Wildcats are just roughhousing around with Coach Bolton in the bed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they come in from shooting hoops outside and they're like, got to take a break from hooping to drink a gallon of milk. And they take this unpasteurized Whoa. jug of milk out of the fridge and just gulf it down, <laughs> dripping from their, their mouth. It's just like water flowing down their shirt. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> um, at that moment, Troy gets a call from the country club offering him a job. And it's so clear at this moment that Troy, or rather, Sharpay is completely trying to set Troy up so that she can spend an entire summer with him. And um, what she doesn't know at this point is that he talks them into hiring Gabriella as well. And while this whole conversation is going on, Coach Dad is making fun of Troy to his friends because I, I think they think that he's on the phone with Gabriella, mm -hmm. right? And so they're just like, oh, the lady, like the lady's calling or like the girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And... The boys and Coach Dad are just, like, super rowdy again. And then Mama Bolton comes in, making her one-scene appearance for the movie. And she's like, I need you to help me carry in groceries. Cut to Sharpay and Ryan, who are in Sharpay's amazing pink convertible, which is fully accessorized with vanity plates mm -hmm. to say, fabulous. And they pull up to the country club, where they are greeted by Fulton, the club manager, and he brings them inside. He shows them the newly embossed flyers for the club's annual Star Dazzle talent show, which apparently Ryan and Sharpay win every year. And the lobby is like filled with their trophies. So after this, Sharpay goes to her like Shay's lounge by the pool with her yeah. summer gal pals. And they're like, Sharpay, what is your theme for your performance at the Star Dazzle show this year? And she's like, the theme, ladies, is redemption. Because the drama club was invaded. She harbors a lot of animosity towards her classmates. It's pretty crazy. Sharpay walked so that Taylor Swift's reputation album could Oh run. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And then right on cue, we get the song Fabulous. I mean, it is an iconic song, although I don't think it's one that I really listen to often. Because like as a just like piece of music, I don't think it's like... Yeah, my favorite. My boyfriend hated hearing it. <laughs> yeah, it is very campy and fun, though, and like has some iconic lines, like the first lines, because you know, Sharpay needs her iced tea imported from England, lifeguards imported from Spain, towels imported from Turkey, and Turkey imported from May Yay Yane. Yeah, that's the kicker. There's the line. We need everything from May Yay Yane. So. Then we see, like, Ryan in a full tuxedo playing a baby grand in it's the pool. It's just such an opulent image <laughs> to begin the song with. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. so much. There's opulence. There's luxury. They really just lean into it with this one. Like, any fucking caricature that you wanted to see, they have it in the song. It's, like, at mm -hmm. the pool, there's gaudy outfits. It's all there. Synchronized swimmers. Like, oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. 
a bunch of like hot lifeguards and stuff like that. So toward the end of the song, Troy strolls in to the little um, country club pool area and Sharpay is absolutely just stoked and she looks over and she's like, oh my god, hi, like waving back until she sees the rest of the wildcats are right behind him and Troy is actually waving to Gabriella, the new lifeguard. So Sharpay is like, I don't know, I can't tell if she's just like distraught and she like falls into the pool or she like pretends to fall into the pool. It's like unclear to me why this happens, but Sharpay falls into the pool (laughs) and then Gabriella jumps in to save her and Sharpay like screams and she's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm the new lifeguard. She's just having like a full on temper tantrum. And I'm like, lady, pull it together. I'm telling you right now, no person in general is going to be attracted to someone who has a temper tantrum in public. No. So continuing on this temper tantrum, Sharpay goes to Fulton and tears him a new asshole Mm -hmm. for hiring the Wildcats. And he's like, hiring them was the only way to get Troy. And you said to do whatever it takes. But she's still furious. And he's like, well, I discussed it with the board, a.k.a. Mommy and Daddy. Of course. So she hears this and she's like, "Mm mm-mm, not today, bitch, and storms into her mom's yoga class to confront her. And mom is like, you should be happy. These are your school chums. And Sharpay is like, they're going to steal my talent show. What the heck? And their mom is like, oh, wonderful, fresh talent. There's really a disconnect going on in this conversation. Yeah. So then mom and Ryan have a little moment. The mommy issues are just there in black and white. And they go into a headstand together. And mommy is like clearly a big Ryan fan and not a huge Sharpay fan. And she calls him Ducky, which really gags me. She's like, Ducky, how's my dashing boy? So Sharpay then storms off and she demands that Fulton fires the Wildcats and he's like, I can't do that. So she orders him to make them want to quit. Yes. And that is where the fucking plot begins. Bomb is dropped, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we get to the kitchen. Zeke is there. He is absolutely stoked about his new job because not only does he get to train with a pastry chef he also gets to be around Sharpay every day because he's a simp but you know what i love him he is a perfect sweet angel baby who doesn't do anything wrong and uh, i don't know why nobody wants to date him i don't get it either Zeke, i will date you i th- i thought that after we're all in this together and Sharpay tastes zeke's cookies i thought they were good to go i thought that she was into him yeah i feel like we only get like little slices of Sharpay and Zeke at the end of every movie because like at the end of the first one we have like the cookies moment the end of this one um they're like holding hands when everyone's like releasing lanterns into the sky and then at the end of the third one at graduation they're like sitting together and she's like resting her head on his shoulder Mm -hmm. so I'm like I want to see that story yeah I want to see the development where is it Kenny Ortega why are you keeping this from us I want it Please give it to me. Yeah. Anyways, back to the movie. So Fulton then comes in. He hands out job assignments. Chad and Troy are going to be waiters and caddies when needed. And he basically tells everybody that this job is going to be like super strict and awful. Mm -hmm. Taylor is in charge of member activities. Kelsey, who is in yet another disgusting outfit, is the lounge pianist. Martha is the prep cook. And Zeke is the sous chef. 
Yes. Um, after all this is explained, Gabriella comes bursting into the kitchen for lunch, and Fulton is like, mm, you're wrong. Like, your break doesn't start for another three minutes, bitch. I hope no one drowned while you were out. And honestly, though, I feel like Gabriella does come in with some fucking attitude I could never. Mm. Like, when I go on my break at work, yeah. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like her first day at a new job, and she is way too comfortable. Yeah. So he's like, three infractions, and you are done. You're fired. So everyone is pissed that, like, they have to work at their summer jobs, that they have to be annoyed by their management at their summer jobs and not, like, enjoy what they do every day, nine to five, and fucking have a blast. Yeah, like, I, I believe me, I understand how shitty it is being in the service industry, but, like, unfortunately this is just like the shit you gotta do and like i think they're probably being paid like pretty well yeah they get tips they get meals they get two free meals what yeah and i'm like you did all want summer jobs i don't really know what you expected <laughs> but like go off i guess that's how we get to our next song is. which is work this out aka the song of the proletariat yes so everybody except for you know angel baby zeke is complaining about how much they hate their jobs but troy is like we just gotta work together as a team he like totally rallies them as always yeah the choreography in this number is fire like not gonna lie that like little combo that they do with their feet is really great yeah i was reading like a fun fact article about how the actress that plays kelsey like struggled so much with learning this choreography and apparently you can like actually see her mess up in the movie because she never never quite got it oh, but wow. i'm like you know what you tried and that's all that matters and i never noticed it so <laughs> it's fine yeah it's like <laughs> i didn't write this joke but i'll say it because it's really funny <laughs> someone saw stomp one time and was like i must put it in this movie they're just banging on pots and pans being like yeah, hell yeah, we're mm. gonna work it out. Yeah, some, there's like a line of glasses that they like hit in this beautiful like melodic yeah. tune. Do, 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 like, do, sure. Yeah. Do, 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 do. It's like very syncopated. Yeah, they're doing the most out here. <laughs> yeah, so then everyone agrees to like get on board. They're ready to make the best of it. Mm -hmm. Troy is like, we get two free meals a day and there's a hoop out back, just like prison. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say that, but it's true. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it's it's the song of the working class. It is. I think that, you know, we should all learn from this and, you know, seize the means of production. But, yeah, we should. you know, that's just my two cents. Um, that's just for me. That's me. Yeah. That's a little about me. So Troy then surprises Gabriella with a picnic date on the golf course after work. It's super cute. It's really cute. Yeah. They start talking about, like, college and the future. Troy's obviously really stressed out about having to pay for college, that, like, him and his family are saving, like, crazy. He's worried about not getting a scholarship. He's like, yeah, my family is saving pennies while people at this country club just spend, like, thousands of dollars in a day. Yeah, it's clear that for this movie, uh, when they were like, we want Troy to be poor, they gave him a smaller house. The house 
that. Yeah, it's a different house yeah. from the first movie. The first movie, it looked like they lived in a legitimate mansion. It was so large. Yeah, it looked huge. It looked like a church, honestly. Yeah. So then Gabriella's like, oh my god, stop thinking about the future. Just focus on right now because this is the first time I don't have to move and like, I just want to remember this summer. Yeah. They're, <sighs> this is not being a good girlfriend. The communication is a lacking, and I think he needs to be a packing. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That is all. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, clearly he's going through something that's like very real and difficult and you're not letting him talk about it. You're just like, don't think about the future. Just think about right now, which like sometimes you need to do, but also like let him voice his like fears and his anxiety and like help him through it. I don't know. It seems unhealthy, but they don't seem to think so. Yeah, it's definitely weird that no one wants to talk to Troy about what's going on. But I I guess it's like the musical format, right? Like you don't have super intense conversations. Mm-hmm. Like it would be interesting to delve more into Troy's anxieties, um, not in relation to his romantic relationship with Gabriella. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we get. So they start throwing grapes into each other's mouths because <laughs> they're like, we can't talk about this anymore. We have to avoid it. We're conflict avoiders. And then they run around the mm-hmm. golf course and it cuts to Sharpay and Ryan watching them with binoculars in hand um, on the top of some sort of structure. Like maybe it's the top of the roof and she walkie talkies fall in and it's like, mm, looks a little dry out here on the golf course. Like I'm going to need you to turn on those sprinklers as Troy and Gabriella are finally about to have their kiss. The sprinklers just go off. It's just a mess. And, um, even though they're all soaking wet, they continue to frolic and have a good time. And Sharpay is like, Ryan, keep an eye on them tomorrow and keep me posted. Meanwhile, back on the golf course, Fulton catches Troy and Gabriella, and he is like, you're trespassing. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he writes up Gabriella not Troy, even though it was Troy's idea. And he tells him, like, it was my idea, but Fulton is really a piece of shit right now. Yeah, he's like, Miss Montez, clearly you acted alone. And I'm like, what? You serious? Are you kidding me? Bro. Ugh, faulted. So the next morning, Troy and Gabriella are clocking in and they hear music coming from the hallway. They go and they find Kelsey in the next room, who is, you guessed it, in yet another disgusting outfit. Horrible, awful. Yeah. And she's playing a brand new song that she has written. That she And is. she's like, yeah, I just like, I have so many ideas about like the employees to perform at the talent show this summer. Like I wrote this song for you guys. <laughs> you can totally sing the lead. Yeah. And Troy is like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 my singing days, they're over, Missy. Out the window. Sure, Troy. <laughs> so Kelsey is like sad, but Gabriella's like, no, like, what was that you were playing? It was really beautiful. And she's like, I wrote it for you guys. So weird that you would mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to write a love song for my 17 year old friends in real life. Bullied, immediate bullying, immediate bullying. <laughs> It's on site. (laughs) So then we get the song You Are the Music and Me, and it's a very sweet duet for Gabriella and Troy. As we established in the last movie, Troy and Gabriella are expert sight readers. They're so good, they don't even have to look at the sheet music. They're off book without even listening to the song or looking at anything. They don't need, like, a key. It's amazing. They don't need, like, a little sample Mm -mm. sample. 
Yeah. Yeah. They just dive in. I will say, though, I think that Kelsey did step her, like, composing game up because this song is very beautiful. I think it's one of my favorites in the movie. This is my favorite song in the movie. Yeah. I listen to it a lot. I think this and, I mean, we'll get to it later, but Gotta Go My Own Way are my favorite songs from this movie. What about us? What about everything we've been through? Ooh, I played that in the car yesterday. I got the okay from the BF to play that in the car. Mm, God bless. I know. Ugh. Did he sing Troy's parts with you? He doesn't know any of this. He didn't grow up with cable. Yeah, he has to just learn the bridge. He's like clueless. He's like a baby. We did sing a lot of like shallow this past week. Mm. Yeah, but nice, nice. More importantly. This song should have been the closer for the movie. I think that it is the song that they end up closing it with is like a fucking waste of my time. I don't even think when I when I was watching it that I paid any attention to it. It's no, not good. I couldn't tell you the lyrics. And I list, I know the lyrics to all the songs because I listen to High School Musical frequently. I never listen to Every Day. I always skip it. Yeah. It's forgettable. It's boring. It does nothing for me. Moving forward. At the end of You're the Music and Me, everyone joins in. They get into that room with the piano and they just like have a little ball and everyone is like, yay. And Troy's like, okay, I'll do it. You don't have to beg me. I'll join the talent <laughs> show. And he says, quote, maybe we can work this out, but only if we're all in this together. Gagged. I hate he it. He is just such a good boy. And to make him say that, <laughs> it hurts me. It physically hurts me. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Kelsey is freaking stoked. She is back on her bullshit and she is ready to like rearrange her entire life to make this performance happen. In the last movie, she was like, you can come over for breakfast. In this one, she's like, I'm going to make a rehearsal schedule that coordinates with everyone's work schedules. And I'm like, yeah. If you want to, I can stay up. I don't have to sleep at night. I can do whatever you need. Um, If you want, I can sell my firstborn. If you want to, um, you know, perform at the Stardazzle Awards, Mimi. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Ryan walkie-talkies his sister to be like, Captain, we have a problem. It's actually Houston. It's Houston. We have a problem. So then we cut to Sharpay and her mom in the spa. And... <laughs> Sharpay and her mom have this like it's supposed to be a seaweed facial but it dead ass looks like they just put Trader Joe's guacamole on their faces. I think they mention it in the beginning they're like Sharpay the spa has a new guacamole facial like at the pool her girls tell her that. Yeah. So I think they really tried to like layer on (laughs) the guac. They like fucking slapped that guac on her face. (laughs) I'm like, I can see the cloves of garlic that are in this guacamole. <laughs> the, like, unchurned pieces of pepper, onion. Yeah. So Ryan fills Sharpay in about, you know, all this intel. And Sharpay is like, you know what? It's a good thing that Troy is going to be in the show. And Ryan's like, I mean, if he sings with Gabriella, you know it's over for us, right? And Sharpay is like, fret not, my sweet brother. I have a plan. And she decides to join Mommy and Daddy for golf this afternoon. Yes, this is when things start to, I would say that they begin unraveling here, right? Chad and Troy are getting through their job, you know, they're having fun, at least they're with their friends. They have these little inside jokes that they're doing. And then that is the end of their friendship for the rest of the movie. That's the last (laughs) glimmer of hope of sanity before they're pushed to their fucking edges. So Fulton is like, 
you boys are going to caddy today. $40 a bag. Does that sound good to you? And they're like, <laughs> just like foaming at the mouth. Mm. So we get to the golf course. Sharpay is super excited about Troy meeting her parents. I have to talk about the fact that in the scene, she's legitimately wearing a tiara. Yeah, she is. And this like really unflattering drop waist halter neck dress that is like green and pink striped. Like it's it's not a good look. I feel like the costume designer just had like a fucking field day with this movie. Oh, Whoever yeah. it was was just like every single color, every single pattern, especially clashing patterns. I want to see it on all of these kids. <laughs> I Everywhere. want everything you've ever heard of on these kids all at once, all the time. And then you double it and then you put it on Kelsey. Oh my God. Kelsey looks like um, a girl I went to high school with. I won't say any factors that oh. someone could recognize, <laughs> but she did wear a lot of newsboy caps and vests. And mm -hmm. I will say that someone should have told her not to do that because it's not a cute look. But express yourself, whatever. Yeah. I had a couple of vests when I was in, like, middle That's school. Fine. But they were, like, denim vests. They weren't, like, the plaid ones that she's wearing. So I like to think they're a slight step above, but not really. I'm sorry. Really. They were denim vests. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were... <laughs> I'm thinking of, are you talking about like, it's almost like a jean jacket, but with um no sleeves? No, they were like fitted. It oh. kind of like fit like a corset almost. I like, don't like that at all. It had buttons. It's not for me. Let me see if I can find a visual. <laughs> yeah, I think the fitted vest was just like a fucking awful thing that the fashion industry told us we should wear. All these vests look like actually cool. Okay, this is the kind of thing that I was talking about. Oh yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Yeah. That's what I was wearing. It wasn't a good look then, and it's not a good look now, but at least it wasn't plaid. It wasn't plaid, you're right. Anyways, so they're on the golf course. Daddy Evans joins via helicopter, and I'm just like, damn, how rich are these people? Yeah. Immediately upon landing, just on site, there are some homophobic undertones slash overtones with Ryan. His dad is like, put your hat on straight. Multiple times throughout this whole golfing experience, he's just like, mm, okay, but look a little less gay. Could you do that for me? Thank you. Yeah. Even like when he's giving him like golf tips, he's like, yep, shoulders up, chest back, blah, 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 fix the hat. And I'm like, his hat can't be a little bit askew. That's Jesus. not good enough for you. It's not good enough for you, Chad. <laughs> yeah. I think that Daddy Evans is totally the type of guy that's like, I don't have a problem with gay people. I just don't want to see it in front of my face. Like, mm -hmm, he's one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, as they're playing the game, Sharpay starts bragging about Troy and how he played for the golf team. They're basically just, like, complimenting Troy over and over again. And Chad gets, like, the short end of the stick because Mrs. Evans can't play golf for shit. So, her ball is, like, flying everywhere and Chad is left to collect it. So, they're like, oh my god, your track and field and your baseball skills will come and help because I suck at this game. Oof. Yeah. And Chad is just stuck caddying for mom and having an awful time while Troy is with daddy. And he has just like a great time, a total blast. So much opportunity to schmooze. And then Troy gives daddy Evans advice on which club to use. And he totally nails the shot. Everyone is like, oh my god, Troy. Troy, you're so amazing. And Sharpay is stuck to him. Stage five clinger. Sharpay goes to hit a ball and almost knocks out Chad. There's just two 
highly different experiences happening between Troy and Chad. So on the way to the next hole, Troy stops by the pool and he asks Gabriella to dinner tonight and so that they can like sneak to the pool afterwards. Gabriella agrees right as like Sharpay drags Troy back onto her golf cart and drives away. So back on the course, Sharpay asks Daddy if Troy can have a shot. He, you know, does it. He nails it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone is so impressed by how good of a player he is. Sharpay then, like, pulls him once again into her golf cart and drives off. So then Ryan is left behind carrying the golf clubs and I guess is, like, the default new caddy, which fucking sucks. So Sharpay starts talking to Daddy about how, like, Troy has all this wasted potential just being a Mm -hmm. waiter, especially when he's on track to go to U of A just like him. And Chad is, like... His blood is boiling oh, in the corner. Yeah. He's just like foaming at the mouth, like steam coming out of the ears, like heat rising from the top of his head. Definitely. He goes into the kitchen. He is ready to throw hands and just tosses his feet into an ice bucket. So gross to me that they do that in the kitchen. Mm. Uh, you should never be barefoot in the kitchen. That sounds disgusting. Never. But Fulon comes in and tells Chad and Jason to suit up for dinner service. And he then hands Troy a whole fancy outfit to change into because he has been invited to dine with the Evans family tonight. A recipe for disaster. So Troy sits down to dinner in the dining room with the Evans family and then some U of A board members. So one of the board members starts complimenting Troy on his game-winning shot last season, and Troy tries to give credit to Jason and Chad, who are, like, serving them at this present moment. But Sharpay is like, oh my god, stop being so modest. He's the MVP. And everyone is super impressed. They talk to Troy about scholarships, and they're like, you know, we have the power to make it happen. And Troy is, like, obviously intrigued, but also feeling very uncomfortable. wouldn't? You're not even supposed to talk about matters like that in such an informal setting it's like totally illegal yeah i'm like you're a 17 year old kid let the man go let the man just hang with his friends so troy's like swerve 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 he tries to leave dinner i don't remember what he says to them if he's like i really should should be getting back or what but daddy evans is like yeah nonsense we haven't even talked to golf yet and sharpay of course chimes in with her stupid little comments and she's like that's just the tip of the iceberg daddy troy is also an amazing singer and she tries to get troy to sing on the spot what the heck he's like absolutely not he's like no 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 i have to go please stop please stop but before he goes sharpay makes him promise to sing with her another time and everyone is staring him down at this moment like daddy evans mommy evans evans you know they're like servants i don't know everyone's staring them down and he's like okay i promise i promise i will sing with you And at that moment, it's revealed that Daddy Evans knows the Red Hawks, and he asks Troy about his father, Coach Bolton. So he's really, like, laying it on thick. Mm -hmm. So Troy finally gets away from dinner and goes into the kitchen and lets out a primal scream before running out to the pool to apologize to Gabriella for missing dinner, and then he goes back inside to change. So while he's gone, Taylor is like, Gabriella, this boy is over an hour late for this date. That is unacceptable. She says that he has boy disease. 
which means that he forgets things that he shouldn't, like dates. And Gabrielle's like, well, it's not like an official date. And Taylor's like, no, all dates are official. You need to wake up. Yeah, Taylor's giving some... I do agree with, like, not just, like, being like, oh, you're late to our date, whatever, haha. I, like, definitely agree that people should be on time for dates, but Taylor McKessie's not giving great info. She's not like, hey, you should maybe talk to him and, like, communicate. She just like, yeah, it's boy disease. I'm like, what? Yeah, come on, Taylor. So Troy finally gets to clock out full and is like, no, sis, you're not done for the day. And Troy's like, no, I have to go. I have to meet Gabriella. But Fulton pulls him away and sits him down in this random chair in the dark, only to open to Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Apua'a, the most heinous tiki performance in the world with glitter, fog, costumes. And it is genuinely so bad that when we were watching this, I forgot god about it just slipped my mind yeah every time it happens i'm like oh right this happens in this movie because i block it out because it's just so, so bad horrendous. yeah ryan is covered head to toe in sequins he's wearing a lay crown the appropriation is off the charts it's like a story about like a girl who falls in love with a prince who's like a fish or something and she yes, kisses him and he turns super. like into a human or something i don't know it's like all over the place At one point, Sharpay is like, and now it's time for the kabuki part. And I'm like, kabuki is Japanese. Like, what culture are we in right now? This is all over the map. They start rapping. It's super embarrassing. Yeah. Sharpay then, like, hands Troy some sheet music so that he can join the performance and replace Ryan as, like, the prince. Troy is not into it at all. Ryan is super pissed. Sharpay is like, did you like it? And Troy is like, hey, have you ever thought about just singing without all the theatrics? Yeah. And she's suddenly like, oh my god, I can totally see it. Me, you, on stage, a single spotlight at the talent show. And he's like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 I'm just here to work. Singing really is not my thing. Yeah, and Sharpay's like, it could be our thing. And Troy's like, back the fuck up. I already have an our thing. And that thing is spelled G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A. All right? I do appreciate him standing up for his relationship. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, you know, like there's this girl that's like, I want to provide you with opportunities with a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And there's another girl that's like, I can't be emotionally supportive of you. And I will be taking advice from my friends who sister like reads Cosmopolitan and I will be taking that advice. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Sharpay starts ranting and Troy distracts her. Oh, he distracts her by telling her how much he loves her shoes and she's completely self-absorbed. So it's not that hard. So Troy finally shows up for his date with Gabriella and then cannonballs right into the pool. And as he jumps in, Gabriella's like, you're crazy, wildcat. I hate it. (laughs) I do hate that. I hate that she says that. Yeah, but they do have this little picnic set up and um, apparently Zeke provided the desserts. So that's nice. Yeah, I would love to join any picnic in which Zeke baked desserts. So Troy asks Gabriella to come into the pool and she resists at first because it's against the rules, but eventually she does give in and jumps in as well. They hear coyotes in the distance. 
Troy is like, right now with you, it's finally starting to feel like summer. Very romantic moment. They lean into each other in the pool and they seem like they're about to kiss when it's foiled again by Fulton, who again interrupts whatever the hell they're doing to write Gabriella up. So we wonder at this point, will they ever kiss? Can they get a kiss in? So then back at the Bolton house, we have some Bolton family bonding. Coach Dad and Troy are fixing up what I can only describe as a jalopy. <laughs> that girl looks like shit. It looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. So Troy is talking about how weird it felt to be waited on by his friends while sitting with like the Evans family and Coach Dad, who would literally talk about nothing but the team in the last mm-hmm. movie, seems to have done a complete 180 and says that Troy needs to focus on his future instead of what his team thinks and that his teammates are his competition and there's yeah. only a few scholarships available. What is it, Dad? And I'm like, do you remember? Do you remember mere months ago when you said that by Troy doing a musical, he was letting down the entire school? school do you remember that because i do i remember that i remember that very clearly Mm -hmm. he literally is like the team isn't forever but your success is and i'm like really is that because in the last movie you told me the team was everything the team was all i have yeah forever Mm -hmm. so after this you know pep talk coach dad gives troy this jalopy as a gift (laughs) and troy's super stoked yeah there's a great little moment in the next movie where like troy and chad are literally pushing this jalopy uphill (laughs) because it cannot drive by itself that's how shitty this car is Yeah, in the car in that scene honestly looks like it was um a cartoon drawing of like a shitty car (laughs) yeah it looked like the grease lightning car before the makeover strong strong Mm. The next day, back at the club, Troy apologizes for getting Gabrielle in trouble, and he tries to ask her on another date when Sharpay totally interrupts with this weird homemade sign telling him to go see Fulton, and I'm like, when did you make that? Why do you have that? So Troy and Gabriella agree to meet during her lunch break, and he is like, 3 p.m. cheeseburgers. Taylor is very suspicious of Sharpay at this point in the film, and Troy goes, he clocks in, and Fulton tells him he has been promoted to assistant golf pro. Yeah, apparently it pays $500 a week plus tips, which in $2020 is like $2,486 a month before tips. Wow. That is incredible, and he probably doesn't have to work that many hours either. That's a very large sum of money for being 13 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Damn. So his job is to teach kids golf, um, and he also gets a totally free membership. He has all the privileges, but he is not allowed to share. And Fulton makes very clear that he is talking specifically about the Wildcats. Um, he also gets a brand new wardrobe and his very own golf cart. Troy is like, how did this happen? Fulton says it's the Evans family, and they have real clout, and he should use this disadvantage. So I'm like, take the ride, brother. See what happens. Troy is clearly being bribed to date Sharpay. But you know, you might as well see what happens. Yeah. So then we see Troy at his job. He's absolutely killing it. The kids seem to really love him. And then Sharpay shows up for her golf lesson with Troy. She tries to hit a ball and in the process throws her club in the air and this literally could have killed someone. (laughs) It's very dangerous. Don't ever do this. 
Yeah, Sharpay starts talking about how she's so excited for them to perform at the talent show, and Troy is like, singing isn't my thing, and she's like, the U of A boosters will be in the front row, and this will totally help you get a scholarship, which to me, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's trying to get a basketball scholarship. What do you mean? What are you saying? So Troy says her parents have been so nice to him, but singing with her isn't in his job description. So she reminds him that he did promise to sing with her. And she tells him how good he looks in his new clothes. And there's like a really flirtatious moment between Troy and Sharpay. They just like talk about his like little Italian loafers. And Taylor McKessie totally notices it. And she just runs away with Mm -hmm. that information. Yeah, she tells Gabriella and Chad that she overheard Troy and Sharpay being super friendly. Gabriella is not happy. Taylor tells her to wake the frick up that Sharpay is trying to steal her man and is offering him a college education Mm -hmm. just to sing with her at the talent show. Yeah. And Chad is like, my Troy would never do that. Hashtag not my Troy. And then at that moment, Troy gets called into the lobby by Fulton. And once Troy is gone, we see that Sharpay is actually an excellent golfer. Like She hits this like beautiful swing. And I'm just like, ladies, don't do this. Don't pretend to be bad at something for a boy just don't do it that part's really crazy because it's only one second but you notice that like the whole golf course thing like the whole caddy thing it's just like a total fake news she's so calculated Yes, so U of A boys. Daddy Evans introduces Troy to some U of A basketball players and they invite him to join their practice. Troy is so starstruck and like, why wouldn't you be? I don't know if they're a D1 team or what, but they're getting along swimmingly and he is just like very stoked. So um, they decide to go to lunch and Sharpay joins, of course, because they're at the club. Chad is the one who brings out Troy's burger and he is just totally engaged in a conversation with the U of A player. And Troy is like, oh, mm-hmm. bro, I almost forgot. I asked for Swiss on my burger. And Chad goes back into the kitchen just fucking pissed off. Like, what the yeah. hell? Who are you? I ordered Swiss on my burger? Are you kidding me? Gabriella is mm-hmm. really disappointed in him. Everyone is starting to turn on Troy Bolton. So then Sharpay goes up to Kelsey, who, you know, is in yet another disgusting outfit. And she says that she wants the Troy-Gabriella duet for the talent show. And Kelsey is like, "Mm, it's actually not available. I'm saving it in case (laughs) Gabriella and Troy want to perform. Sharpay then reminds Kelsey that she is an employee and then snatches it right out of her hands and tells her to transpose it into her key. So that she and Troy can sing it. Oh, the key of rock. Yeah, and Ryan's like, excuse me? What about our song? What about my costume? Oh my god. And she's like, wear it for Halloween, sell it online, I do not care. In the meantime, you better keep an eye on the Wildcats. If they decide that they're going to do the show, I want to know about it ASAP Rocky. And then she tells Ryan that she'll find a place for him somewhere in the show. And if not, maybe next year. Yes. So Troy is out back shooting some hoops, wearing his cute little UVA jacket. And he tells Gabriella he has to go meet the guys, but he'll come back tonight. And he's like, I promise we'll go to a movie. And Gabriella is like, don't make promises you can't keep. 
did you even remember that today was the staff baseball game? And on God, mm-hmm. if I got invited to a, ba- a basketball practice over a fucking staff baseball game, you better believe I'm going to watch Karis LeVert practice his three-pointer. Okay? That's just the fucking tea. And Troy is like, right, 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 I'll be there. I am surprised that he says that because it's clear he's not going to be there. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. And he apologizes for missing their lunch date. He's like, everything is just going so well for me. And Gabriella's like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, doesn't it just seem like you got all this new stuff and you got like a promotion and... uh you're just it's like falling into your lap it's like here this is all for you no work include no work needed forget about Mm. that yeah so chad zeke and jason come outside ready to like play two on two with troy Mm -hmm. just as the u of a dudes pull up in their like fancy ass suv to take troy to their practice yeah and zeke is like oh my god like tell them to come over here like we can all play together and troy is like I don't know. I don't think that's how they roll. And the Wildcats are like, are you fucking kidding me? And Zeke is like, come on, dude. Like, you promised we were going to play two on two. And Chad is like, nah, that was when we were all a team. Not anymore. And just as Troy is about to get into the car, Chad is like, hey, Bolton, that's my ball. And Troy has to throw the ball back to Chad. And I'm like, humiliation. You are humiliated. Yeah. This is such a weird, like, it's weird because Troy had promised to do the staff baseball game and to promise to do two-on-two and go to, like, a U of A practice and go to the movies with Gabriella. And I was like, Troy, brother. There are not enough hours in the day. You need a planner. You need a little, like, assistant. Mm-hmm. You need a blueberry, a blackberry, a strawberry, something. Buy yourself a, <laughs> buy yourself a Palm Pilot with that fancy new salary yeah. you have. So, I actually really love this part of the movie. So, Troy, mm-hmm. just kidding, Troy left. He's done. Taylor, McKessie, <laughs> and Gabriella are in a fucking golf cart, and they just vroom, vroom, vroom on over to the game. They run into Ryan. He's, like, kicking rocks all by his lonesome, and they're like, Ryan, hop in the cart. Come on, man. And he's like, but I'm not staying off. I wasn't invited. And they're like, nonsense. Come with us. One for all. All for one. All are welcome. And he makes friends. It's great. We love to see Ryan thriving because he was kind of like a Mm -hmm. second banana all of the first film. So (laughs) they drive... They drive directly onto the baseball diamond as if it's like we're just showing up. Like, they get out of the cart. We don't even know how the golf cart gets off the field. Yeah, they just drive on. They're like, beep, beep, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? doing? You can't do that. They just, like, fix the field to play a game. You can't just run all over it. Yeah, like, I'm going to drive directly to home plate. Park it right here. (laughs) Ha, ha. And in real life, people would be very annoyed, but... Oh, yeah. It's a movie. It's a movie. So Chad sees Ryan and is like, oh, are you here to spy on us for Fulton? And he's like, no, actually, I'm here to spy on you for Sharpay. She thinks you're going to upstage her at the talent show. And Zeke is like, yeah, well, we were going to do the show until Troy bailed on us. And 
The girls are like, no, 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 we should still do the show. It'll be fun. Classic female optimism. But the guys are still super hesitant. They don't want to do it without their leader, Troy. But Gabriella reminds them that Ryan has tons of experience, like choreographing and directing, and he could totally help them out. And Chad is, like, not on board. And he's like, nah, I'm here to play baseball. And he says to Ryan, he's like, if you want to play ball, then grab a mitt. But I don't dance. And then Ryan says, you don't think dancing takes some game? And I'm like, the sexual tension is palpable. It is off the charts. They're literally, like, looking each other up and down and smiling. They're totally eye-fucking. It's, like, it's it's on. Kenny Ortega is signaling, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I get it. Yeah, they start doing like push-ups on each other. Yeah. I just want to push their faces together and be like, now kiss. (laughs) So Ryan is pitching because he's an unsuspecting top and Chad (laughs) is batting because he's a power bottom. We wish he was catching. Yeah, it would be better if he was the catcher, but, you know, I made do with what we have here. Yeah. The homoeroticism and I don't dance is... Ugh. The is just like the glue, the glue in the song. Mm-hmm. It's um, we see a lot of like very like powerful, um, emphasized motions coupled with this mm-hmm. like athletic undertone. We really get the sweat and like the lust and just like that carnal desire, pheromones rising and bouncing off of one another. Yeah, it's like it's a it's an electric number. I feel yes. like it's picks the movie up so much this is like one of the high points this is one of the high points we were talking about where the highs are so freaking high high. i would pay a lot of money to see this number specifically like on a broadway stage i love like the musical theater elements Mm -hmm. that they really lean into here the choreography is impeccable yes there's a lot of fossey influence fossey fossey verdon has this like number where they are doing, like, baseball and they, like, jump on each other's backs and they're all in baseball uniforms, Um, which I would assume Kenny Ortega would know because he is, like, a... He's an MT. Yeah, MT baby. So, um, apparently, Ryan can actually pitch incredibly well. Apparently, it's good form. I didn't pick that up. Someone else did that I watched it with. So, (laughs) meanwhile, time passes, time passes. It's the end of the game and the Wildcats win um ryan starts to walk away he's like a little downtrodden but chad comes over to me he's like okay i'm not saying i'm gonna dance at the show but if i did what would you have me do and then he goes uh uh and he like nibbles um ryan's ear a little bit (laughs) and then they go behind the bleachers and they fuck for like four hours yes beautiful Meanwhile, at the U of A practice, Troy and the Red Hawk boys are shooting hoops, and we're going to talk about some huge fucking plot holes in a moment. Yeah. But Coach Dad and Daddy Evans are in the stands, and they're talking about how great a player Troy is, yada, yada, yada. Troy literally looks five feet tall next to these other men. Yeah. When I saw how much he looked like an infant, I went to look up how tall he actually is. And uh, much to my dismay and shock, I found out that Zac Efron is 5'6". And as a woman who is 5'7", it's just extremely shocking to me that I am taller than Zac Efron. I don't understand it. I don't don't really like it. (laughs) 
And I feel like it's just uh, shattered a lot of illusions that I had for many years. Yeah. And I'm still processing. And really almost shattered a potential marriage, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's very insane to me that his whole thing in the movies is like, he's like going to get a basketball scholarship and he's like this incredible player. I'm like, sweetie, you would not be drafted. You would not be drafted. Five, six? No, it's not (laughs) going to happen. It's not happening for you. And no one told you that. And that's the real shame here. I guess like now that I think about it, though, like he doesn't look that much taller than Gabriella when they're like together. And she's probably what, like five, two, five, three? I think in real life she's like hella short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And then after that, (laughs) after we realize this (laughs) insane discrepancy, um, Troy calls Gabriella on his cell phone cut to the post-baseball game dinner. Before we get back to the plot, we need to talk about this moment. The fact that Chad and Ryan have switched outfits. Yeah, that is pretty wild. I'm like, they totally fucked. Can you imagine how powerful this movie would be? If they revealed that? Yeah, if like Chad and Ryan were allowed to be together. It would be incredible. Like, what a freaking steamy couple. Like, yeah. The tension is there. It's already there. You just have to, like, let it happen. Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this is a great moment. Um, They're totally boyfriends. I'm sorry, Taylor McKessie. But yeah. Sorry, Kelsey. I don't see it working out for you. Sorry, Martha. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> Whoever they try and, like, Saddle him push up Ryan with, yeah. to be with. Yeah. But anyways, at that dinner, uh, Gabriella is having too much fun with her friends to notice that Troy is calling her. Yeah. The next day, Gabrielle and Ryan are by the pool. They're joshing around. They're having fun. And they talk about how excited they are for the show. Ryan starts showing um, a couple of moves to Gabriella. And Troy shows up all jealous, so, like, keyed up. And he's like, I'm really sorry for getting held up at the gym. Like, I called you last night. Gabriella could not give less of a fuck. She is like... Honestly, giving him the cold shoulder, I guess. And Ryan is just trying to relieve the tension because he's, like, a good boy. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, my dad told me you're doing great with the U of A guys, which I'm just now realizing in this moment there are some undertones of, like, Troy being the son that Mr. Evans wanted. Totally. Yeah. So Gabriella's like, well, you missed out on a fun night. And Ryan's like, oh, but the best part, her mom makes the best brownies. Mm-hmm. And Troy's like, yeah, I know. I've had them. I'm like, damn. I know. <laughs> Troy, sweetie, he's gay. He's gay. He's in love with Chad, obviously. If he's trying to steal anyone, it's your best friend. Yeah. But whatever. Troy's threatened. But it's just, like, very uncomfortable. So Ryan leaves. Mm-hmm. And then so does Troy. Yeah. Gabriella is petty confirmed. Mm-hmm. After that, they go into the kitchen. And the guys are really pissed at Troy. Troy is like, listen, I didn't ask for this. It's not my fault. All of these great, amazing things keep happening to me. I'm simply doing my job. And Chad tells him off for being a freaking douche and he says he didn't vote him captain well i'll say more dramatically we didn't vote you captain because of your jump shot we voted you captain because you usually know what's up but that's changed and troy is like wow i guess i'm really abandoning my team like i'm not the leader i Mm -hmm. thought i was he's having a hard time 
Yeah, Troy then gets super defensive and he's like, I don't answer to you. And Chad is like, well, maybe you should start answering to yourself. If I don't know who you are these days, then who does? And Troy's like, oh, fuck. And this actually does seem to like sink in a little bit. Yeah. At the rehearsal that night, um, Troy shows up to sing with Sharpay and he's like, listen, just take it easy on me. I'm new to this. I haven't sung in a while. And this You Are the Music in Me remix is insane. Uh, Sharpay is wearing this horrendous <laughs> jean skirt with like a tool train on the back and it looks like the theme is shotgun wedding. That skirt is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. It looks so bad. So bad. Yeah, the song is kind of like a bluesy, like rocky version. It's like really, really campy. There's lots of wind machines involved, like pyrotechnics. It's all over the place. The song ends and Sharpay tells Troy that she's always known he was special and that they're meant to sing together. And then Troy like hallucinates seeing Sharpay in a wedding dress <laughs> and then just immediately dips. He's like, I need to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. So the next day, Troy is shooting hoops, but he is off his game just like he was in the first mm -hmm. movie. His head isn't in the game or the song right now. But in the distance, he hears some music and he goes to investigate. So he finds all of his friends are rehearsing for the talent show with Ryan. Yeah, this is a really sad moment for Troy when he realizes he's being just left out of everything. And he's happy at first, but then he's really sad he can't join in. And Sharpay sees this rehearsal, but like Sharpay and Troy don't see each other. They're both eavesdropping from separate spots. And uh, she goes into the room once everyone clears out and she confronts Ryan. Sharpay is like, I said she keep an eye on them, not turn them into the cast of Grease. And Ryan basically tells her this is what she gets for kicking him out of the show and wishes her good luck with Troy. So at Fulton's office, Sharpay forces Fulton to ban all junior staffers from the talent show and making them work the party instead. Fulton's like, Sharpay, like, remember, these are your classmates. Maybe you want to think it through. And she's like, fine. Okay, do it. Yeah. Do it up. Do she's it like, now. Give me a millisecond. Done. Yeah, we're over. Game over. Mm -hmm. So Fulton hands Taylor the memo about the decision and staff participation. And she, he's just like, give this to everyone, whatever. And when she tries to argue with him, he is like, not today. And this monologue, I think, is the most important piece of text from this whole movie, so I'm going to read it to you uh, verbatim. He says, this is a business. Welcome to the world of adults who wish to keep their jobs because they have mortgages they wish to pay, tuition bills, car payments, etc., etc., etc. So sometimes we have to perform tasks, however unpleasant, that are necessary for that all-too-important paycheck to land in our all-too-empty pockets. Damn. And then Taylor says... May I get you a cup of tea, Mr. Fulton? And he says, chamomile would be lovely. I'm just like, you're right, Fulton. We are all just at the mercy and the whims of the rich and powerful. Fulton is experiencing something. Yeah, we need a revolution. It needs to happen. Definitely. So then we cut back to the kitchen where people are like jamming and I think Martha is dancing. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
I am like filled with rage watching this scene because Kelsey's dumb ass is like pretending to DJ two stacks of plates. It's so And I'm fucked. just like, what are you doing? Who? No one's even looking at you. Who are you doing this for? You look stupid. I'm sorry, Kelsey, but what are, what are you doing? She's lost it. <laughs> I don't want to see her on the stage. I don't want to see her in the movie. It's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Taylor comes in and she makes the announcement to everyone. They're all incredibly disappointed and everyone knows that Sharpay is behind this. So Gabriella decides to do something about it. So she interrupts Sharpay's like girl time with her pals to confront her about this whole thing. And she's like, forget about the rest of us. How could you do this to your own brother? He worked so hard on this show. And Sharpay is like, Ryan will do his celebrity impressions or something and calls Gabriella out for interfering with Troy's future. And she says that she had to step in to save Troy's job after Gabriella kept getting him in trouble with Fulton. Gabriella fires back and she's like, I'm not interested in what you think you're doing for Troy, but you're messing with my friends, my summer, and that's not okay with me. And... People love to use this clip to clown on Vanessa Hudgens during COVID. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Her whole thing in this movie is like, my summer. My summer. I want my summer to be good. Don't ruin my summer. Yeah. In case you missed it, towards the beginning of quarantine, Vanessa Hudgens was doing an Instagram live and she's talking about COVID and she's like, yeah, like people are going to die, which is sad, but also inevitable and i think she was like complaining about not being able to go to, like a concert like a music festival or something right before and everyone was like celebrity we have progressed past the need for celebrities we don't need them anymore yeah um, it's done it's over i'm finished anyways <laughs> sharpay is just like gabriella you're mad that i won and gabriella's like what's the prize troy the star dazzle award like take it i don't care I am done with all of this and your games. And then Sharpay storms off and Troy, I guess, was just like hanging around and heard this, goes up to Gabriella and he's like, what do you mean you're done? Gabriella says that them working together was a bad idea and she's going to quit. She hopes that all this works out for him and um, his future. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm still me. And she is just like blowing off your friends. Oh, missing dates? If that's you, then that's good to know. And he's like, you know I'm only doing this for the scholarship. And she's like, if you keep acting like a jackass, then that's who you'll become. I said I wanted to remember this summer, but not like this. And then my favorite song in this movie, Gotta Mm. Go My Own Way. Emotion. Yeah. Gabriella singing about how she has to do her own thing without Troy and move on. The drama, the emotion, the dress over leggings with flats. The raw feelings. It's so good. Troy tries to get Gabriella to stay in a very dramatic bridge section of the song, sung whilst they were standing on a literal bridge, but it doesn't work. Gabriella just runs off to her mom's minivan and she leaves. And then Troy looks down and he's like, gasp, the tea necklace from the beginning of the film is in the palm of his hand. And I was like, Troy... This is so sad. Not T is in Troy. But yeah. You're a simple boy. 
You were a very simple boy. She gave it to you. Why are you surprised? It's in your hand. <laughs> so back at the Bolton house, Troy is in his feelings about everything that's going on. He's laying in bed. His dad's concerned. He says he hasn't left the house in a couple of days. I'm like, did you just, you quit your job? Like, I'm very confused. But Troy is like, my friends aren't going to be here. I don't have friends. They hate me. They don't like me. Um, they wish I were dead. So Troy asks Coach Dad if he seems different this summer. And then he kind of just like confides in Coach Dad about everything that's been going on. And Coach Dad is like, I have faith in you. I know that you'll figure out the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm surprised at Coach Dad for having this much emotional maturity in the second film. I wonder if he went to therapy like between film one and two, sorted out oh, some of his yeah, I you bet. Know, issues. I bet. I'm like, good for you. It's much healthier. Mm -hmm. So back at the club, um, they're in the kitchen. Everyone is still giving Troy the cold shoulder. And then Kelsey shows him the memo that the junior staffers aren't allowed to perform Oof. at the talent show. And this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Troy crumples it up and storms off. Yeah. He runs. He doesn't walk. He runs to that golf course, baby. And this is the moment of the film where he's in his stuff. He's in his emotions. And he is processing all the life choices he's been making with himself through this song on this incredibly neon green golf course and just horrible fucking choreography he looks at his face in a pond and sees this disgusting cgi reflection of himself <laughs> and splashes it away with his hand when i was watching this i was like there's no way this is choreographed like i bet they just they just were like it, zach right? just like run with it do what you want we'll follow you but it took them six days to film this. <laughs> and for reference, it took them three days to film the show-stopping number, What Time Is It? <laughs> and this took six whole days, which is insane that. to me. Yeah. But, like, this song is so ridiculous, but it's so funny. So I love it. My friends and I used to listen to it all the time in high school. And we would, like, joke about doing our own, like, remake of the music video at the Botanic Gardens in Singapore. <laughs> but my favorite line in this whole song is... I'm not gonna stop, not gonna stop till I get my shot. That's who I am. That is my plan. Will I end up on top? You can't ban on you. Ban on. Like, it just, it goes so fucking hard. It sounds it's almost so Hamilton-esque. Yeah. Like, Hamilton-esque, I mean. Lin-Manuel Miranda-inspired moment. Lin-Manuel Efron, you know? So, <laughs> Jesus. Tonight is the night. It is the talent show Troy goes into Sharpay's dressing room and he is like, I refuse to do the show. I demoted myself. Did you hear that? I demoted my fucking ass to be a kitchen worker like I was before. So mm, no performance for me. And Sharpay screams. She's like, the U of A board is coming to see you perform. And he is like, I'm more interested in what my friends think of me and I think of myself. Sharpay is dismayed. She's like, Kelsey, find Ryan. Tell him to fucking sequin suit up, bitch. We're doing the huma huma. <laughs> so we see some of the other performances and... Sharpay was right. It is amateur hour. Ryan then goes into Sharpay's dressing room pre-show and she tells him that their old racist number is back on. It's humu humu time. But Ryan is like, can't do sis. Uh, I sold my costume on eBay like you told me to. 
enjoy your solo spotlight tonight. And honestly, it surprises me that like Sharpay has been wanting to like do duets or like be in a duo when she's so clearly about the spotlight. Like, why would she not just want to perform solo from the jump? Yeah, I think that Sharpay's um, numbers really just only work well with the duo. Yeah, like I think that her doing songs alone, like even Fabulous, I guess it was alone, but she had so many people. Like, you wouldn't see Sharpay doing mm. a song like Bet on It when there was me and oh, you. Oh yeah, or something. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So back in the kitchen, Troy apologizes to Chad for being a jerk. And Chad is like, it's cool. We're brothers. Sometimes brothers fight. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I Mm. love the Troy-Chad friendship. I think they're a great foil for one another. And he apologizes for ruining the show. And everyone is like, it's cool. Wildcats shake it off. And Ryan is like, it's okay. We all had fun. So then Ryan is like, you know, Troy, I don't want to see my sister crash and burn. Will you please sing with Sharpay tonight? And because Troy is a good dude, he agrees. He goes backstage where Sharpay is sobbing and like absolutely losing it. So Troy is like, listen, Sharpay, I don't want to break another promise. I will sing with you, but only if the Wildcats also get to perform. And she's super thankful. She agrees and she tells him that he's actually a really good guy. Yeah. As this is happening, all the staffers from the event get word that they're able to perform again. Ryan then hands Troy sheet music and says that Sharpay wants him to learn a new um, song. And Troy is like, what? What are you saying? So he and Kelsey sneak off to have a quick rehearsal sesh. Kelsey will literally drop anything that she is doing to have a rehearsal session. Mm. The performance begins. Troy and Sharpay are about to go on stage when Troy is like, hey, by the way, why did you change the songs last minute? And she is freaked out. Troy gets pulled on stage before he has time to react to anything. And meanwhile, Sharpay can't perform because she never learned the song. She literally did not know what the song was. Pull the little switcheroo. Mm, Pull the wool over her eyes. So the song is Every Day. It's a love song. Troy starts singing by himself on stage and then he hears Gabriella's voice and she emerges from the crowd and joins him too. Honestly, it's like one of the worst songs in the movie. Not because it's like a bad song, but it's just like so forgettable. Yeah. I don't think it's a great song. It's not bad, objectively. Yeah. Like, I think the chorus is pretty good. That's the part that I like the most. But overall, it's just not the strongest Troy and Gabriella duet. And the verses just, they don't do anything for me. Yeah. This Stardazzle talent show, whatever you want to call it, performance reminds me of the regionals performance um, with the new directions in Glee. And when Mm. Rachel and Finn lean in and they kiss each other on stage and it's so not a part of their plan. Yeah, I think that there's a reason that the new directions never won anything when Rachel and Finn sang the main duet. Yeah, they're finishing up the number. Troy and Gabriella have clearly reconciled and everyone joins them on stage and they dance and it's a wonderful moment. They even bring Sharpay on stage despite her not knowing any of the music. So then Fulton steps up and he starts to announce the winner of the Star Dazzle Award and Sharpay grabs the mic before he can say anything and she is like, and that's why it goes to Ryan. And Ryan really deserved it. Yeah, he did the best that he could with with um Kelsey's subpar song. Yeah, Kelsey's very forgettable, crappy fucking song. 
you know, the audience is cheering, uh, including the Evans parents, except, you know, Daddy Evans, of course, still can't resist being homophobic from the audience and, like, gestures to Ryan to, like, straighten his hat again. So then we get to the finale. The gang gathers together to watch shooting stars and float lanterns into the night sky. We see people coupled up. Sharpay and Zeke are holding hands. Ryan and Martha are holding hands. <laughs> what? Where did that come yeah, from? I have like, no clue. What? I think it's because at the end of at the end of the first movie, um, they kind of like have a little Kelsey Jason moment where he like takes off her hat and helps her like shoot the basketball so they're like oh well, we have to pair them up even though you know in the next movie they shove kelsey and yeah. ryan yeah. together and they're like who's left uh, uh martha, martha. Mar- go hold hands with ryan martha, you are not a supporting role but you're not an extra we are somewhere in between come over here i do like the i was just gonna say i love the thought that like troy's like can you give a job to all my friends and like it's like martha someone he has he's had one conversation with once (laughs) yeah so gabrielle and troy are like separated from the group they're having their own little moment and she says here's the future and he says no here's to right now and then they finally finally kiss Uh. after anticipation so much anticipation like me being what 10 years old how old was i i don't even know 11 maybe depending on when it came out 10 maybe yeah me being like 10 11 years old had been waiting with bated breath for this couple to finally kiss yeah and it happens it's beautiful you are the music in me plays fireworks go off Everyone is just happy, and of course, the sprinklers go off as well, but they don't care. It's a celebration tonight, bitch. This is how you party in Mykonos, okay? So after this delightful little ending with the fireworks, the paper lanterns, we shoot over back to the pool for a horrendous ending um, musical scene it's all for one and it's a giant summer pool party that's like the theme for this song everyone is dancing everyone's jamming people are asking though why is this song even in the movie yeah like it's a fine song but it's once again forgettable i'm like all for one more like all for none because i don't need it the most interesting part of this whole thing is the cameo that they teased so hard. I will never forget it. How hard they teased that Miley Cyrus is going to be in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they did. And it is literally like a two-second shot of her dancing by the pool. Yeah, it is. In this song. And you're like, <laughs> that's it? That's all I get? I guess so? At the end, too. Like, you couldn't even watch it in the beginning. But yeah, so everyone's just like having fun and singing about how All For One, Our Real Summer has just begun. And uh, yeah, that's the end of the song. Yeah. Troy and Gabriella jump into the pool. The end. Bada bing, bada boom. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't even know what we could say right now about this movie other than I'm glad we got through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, I feel like we might get some pushback because I know so many people love this movie, but I really think it's the worst one out of the three. Yeah. I don't think it's like a bad movie, but it's just not as good. It doesn't feel like a high school musical movie. It feels like a summer like a weird, yeah, like, camp rock type spin-off. thing. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. I don't think the storyline is that strong. I think that there's some weak songs among the really, really good ones, which pulls down its overall quality, I feel. Yeah, I think the only quality of the movie that I really jived with was like 
the class difference, which we, I guess we didn't yeah. touch as much. I feel like when we were taking the notes, we talked about a ton of just like Ryan being in cahoots with his sister and then his yeah. sister kind of like fucking him over. And he was like, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't, I don't know who I'm going to fit in with. And then all the people who worked at the club kind of like taking him in and being like, you're cool now. Like you're mm. one of us. Yeah. And then like the whole thing of Sharpay hiring all of her classmates, her so-called equals to like be her subordinate yeah, her little lackeys yeah and then like choosing you know the special one troy to then like build up and then promote into this like high position and separate him from like the lackeys which it's loaded there's a lot there oh, yeah. i think that the talk about like paying for college and like that i wish that they talked about it more because yeah. i think that's so interesting and like something that kids can relate to and i just wish that that topic didn't get shut down as much as it did Totally. I wish there was a little more nuance to this movie. I feel like the first one, I get this whole sense of like someone is trying to do something that they can't even though they love it. Like mm -hmm. desire, broken trust for people. Like there's so much. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, they just don't delve into any of that. Yeah, I don't feel like I really learned much from this movie the way that, like, High School Musical was so formative for me because it was all about, like, finding a love for the arts and being brave yeah. and not being afraid to, like, try new things. Whereas this movie, I'm like, what did I learn from mm -hmm. it? What did I learn? Uh, you should play yeah. a baby grand piano in a pool. It looks really great. It's a great shot. Yeah, I feel like the moral of, like, don't think about the future, think about now is like partially good but also partially like invalidating yeah. of like those anxieties i don't know but i do think i think it's fun i think it has some great moments again but yeah shall we rate oh, it up yeah. this could be our lowest rating yet can yeah. we can i do a countdown and we'll say it at the same time hang on i'm between two numbers i'm <laughs> trying to decide if i want to be nice or like okay, really okay Really harsh. Um, I'll go in the middle. Okay. okay. So uh, we're going to do like three, two, one, go. Okay. Three, okay. two, one, go. 5.5. Whoa. Yeah. I was leaning between like a five or a six, but should we meet at like a... Let's meet at a five. I'll meet at a five. Five? I think I'm being really yeah. harsh because I, I actually enjoyed watching it, but mm -hmm. as we talked about it more, I think... What I really enjoy when I watch it is, like, the really good songs that I love that I, like, wait the whole movie to mm -hmm. listen to. And the visual mm -hmm. of it is, like, so mm -hmm. textured and, like, layered and, like, almost yeah. overwhelming. And so when I talk mm -hmm. about it, I'm, like, not getting that stimulation. And I'm just, like, yeah, yeah. the shit. Like, I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's very enjoyable and I do enjoy watching it when I do. I just don't feel the desire as often and, you know, you can't help but compare it to the other two. And I just think the other two are a little bit ahead. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will shout you on the next episode. You can find us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. Please like review subscribe it's how we get the word out if you want to mm -hmm. hear us do a movie also just like dm us we read all the dms yeah we love responding to you guys in the dms it's really fun and um yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts if you have any suggestions yeah. we're planning out our future episodes so hit us up 
I think that's it for today, Christina. I'm proud of you for doing the pod today. Thank you. I My eyes are like struggling to stay open, but they're open. It's two in the morning yeah. at this point, and I worked from 7 a.m. Oh, until 8.30. So <laughs> I'm dead, but we're here. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.